Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord open heaven over you, speak to you, and shower His grace upon you. I'm so glad that we can spend time together to learn about how to serve the Lord in the ministry. This teaching is in the series called Ministry Enrichment. Please don't forget to subscribe and click on the notification bell so that you will not miss the new teaching from New Hope International Church or the channel called Varun Lahaprasit. Let us pray together. Father, we love you. We want to serve you. You send your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, to suffer for us on the cross. And therefore, we appreciate your love and your grace so much, Lord. And we want to show our love back to you by serving you, getting involved in building your local church, evangelizing, saving soul, and making disciples, Lord. We thank you, Father. Please anoint us. Please give so much grace to us, Lord, so that we can be fruitful in your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord gave me this message many years ago regarding love and order. When we build a church, we want to have both of these important aspects in the church or in the Christian community. As servants of God, we should develop the character of God in our life and express it in our daily life and in our ministry. God is love. He is gracious and merciful. He is the Father who cares for His people. He is the loving Father. We should clothe ourselves with His mercy and compassion. As leaders or as servants of God, we should have a heart of a godly father, just like the heavenly father cares for us. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 7 to 12. But we were gentle among you, like a mother caring for her little children. We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our life as well, because you had become so dear to us. Surely you remember, brothers, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God. Two witnesses, God's people and God himself, of how holy Righteous and blameless we were among you who believe. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. I fully understand what Paul says in this scripture. Actually, I try to follow this Scripture. After I started the church in Seattle here, 
I kept working, earning my own income as a neurosurgeon, so that I would not be a burden to the people in the church to take care of me financially. I kept working and working hard, two jobs, hours and hours a day to do my medical work and also the ministry, because I love. God's people. I don't want to be a burden to them on the financial area. Not only that, I want to live a good example, to live a holy life, righteous life, obey the word, being a good example of following the scriptures and the Holy Spirit, so that God's children will see the good example for me and Pasada. We have the heart of a father, just like the heavenly Father. Lately, we have a new believer in our church who has been pregnant and gets closer to delivery now. But she has no relative in town here. Pastor Da called her and say, "We open our home. If you want to come in, you can live here for at least a month, so that we can take you to the hospital, and you will have somebody around you instead of being in your apartment with a new baby by yourself because she has no relative in town here in Seattle. You see, I and Pasada would like to embrace the heart of compassion, the heart of a father and mother to God's children, whom God put into our care. We want to obey what the Bible says, and again, I want to say that we don't do this out of duty. We do all these things. Out of the heart of love, compassion, and mercy, in First John chapter four verses seven to eight, the Bible encourages us that we should walk in love. The Bible says, "Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love." In our Christian walk, we should. Follow the pattern of God, the character of God. God is love, and we should make every decision and do everything and say everything out of the motivation of love. Love never harms the neighbors. Love always gives and build up. We want to have the atmosphere and the culture of agape love in our church, in our care group. Our community in our home, Second Corinthians chapter one verse three say, "Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, and the God of all comfort." Our God is so loving; He is full of compassion, and He loves to comfort us. My brother and sister, please listen to the teaching series called "The Love of God," and. Learn how to walk in the love of God. I'm producing a new series called "Love Brings Victory." We want to learn how to love God and how to love brother and sister. We show compassion to each other when people get into trouble. We show compassion to them and comfort them, just like our heavenly Father. When people make mistake, we don't step on them and push them down. We try to encourage them and try to. Help them to come out from the mistake and from the mess. We show compassion to each other. That is the Christian life, the life of love. Romans chapter thirteen verse fourteen say, "Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ." 
I love this scripture. Clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. I decrease, He increases in me. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. The life I live now, I live for the Lord Jesus Christ who loves me. That's what the book of Galatians say. I die to myself. I want Jesus to be increasing in me. The Bible continues to say, and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. We don't want to do bad stuff, sinful things. We don't want to yield to evil desires because we want to have Christ working in us and through us. And definitely, Christ is love because He is God. And we want to let the love of God flow into our life and flow out to give, to bless people, to help people, to show example to people, to be the blessing to others. We should build a community of love, the church that is so full of love. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly love, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. When you walk in love, you show compassion, you show kindness, you are humble, gentle, and patient with one another. The Bible tells us how to walk in love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Therefore, we should really make a decision that my church going to be a church of love. I'm going to be the vessel of love for the kingdom of God. I ask the Holy Spirit to touch me, fill me, and empower me to love people. Love is the most important thing in the kingdom, in the church. When I started New Hope International Church in 1988, the Lord told me, build this church as a family, that people who came to church will feel the love of God in the community. So since that day on, I built a community that's full of good relationship, love, patience, and forgiveness, and giving to one another. That is the calling of my life, and I want to follow the footsteps of my Heavenly Father. Even though it's so important that we operate in love and compassion, but we should also have order in the ministry. Again, this teaching, the title, Love and Order. Our God has divine order. There must be divine order in a local church. We need to have house rules that are biblical in order to maintain the order. Love alone is not enough in the community. We have so many people in the community. Some church may be 20 people, some church 50, some church 300, some church may be 3,000 people. Without order, well, there will be some headaches. There must be some house rule that follow the biblical principle in order to maintain order. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40 says, Let all things be done decently and in order. There is divine order in the kingdom of God. Our God created the heavens and the earth. So He is the King of all kings. He has the highest authority in the universe. And He delegates authority. In heaven, there are archangels and other angels, different 
level of authority. There is a divine order, and on this planet Earth, also God delegate authority to some to be the president, to be the prime minister, to be the teacher, to be the head or the leader of each institution, and He called us to submit to His delegated authority. Romans chapter 13 verses 1 to 2. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. You see, every authority is appointed by God. He delegated authority to them. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. God take this seriously. Remember when the children of Israel rebelled against Moses, they got into a big trouble. Many people died. When Miriam resisted the authority of Moses, she became leprous. God was very unhappy with her. When you touch or challenge the delegate of authority, you challenge the authority of God too because he delegated that authority to that person. I learned this lesson when I walk into another church that I'm not the pastor there, I have to submit to the house rule and authority of that church. Even though I'm a senior pastor of New Hope International Church, but when I walk into another church, I need to completely submit to that pastor in that house. And I need to submit to the house rule of that church. I want to give you one example. Sometimes all believers come to the church with the expectation to be a leader or to grab the microphone to teach and use authority. Our church must have a house rule in this regard. This is what I have done. Believers cannot have any influential spiritual activities in my church if they are not committed members, house rule. I selected members who have a good, honest heart to join my discipleship group. In these regular meetings, they will learn about the vision of the church, the doctrine, what we believe, and the right biblical doctrines. They need to show that they submit to my authority. I am the senior pastor. I myself submit to the Lord Jesus and to God the Father. And God the Father expects His servant in His church to submit to their senior pastor and the eldership team. After they prove their life and commitment, faithfulness, being teachable, available, I may appoint them to shepherd or to teach or give spiritual care to other members. I don't appoint members on the basis of their head knowledge, but on the basis of their character and their heart's condition, their commitment, their submission, faithfulness, availability, and teachability. You see, I have my house rule. If a person joins to my church and wants to become a part of the worship team, I will introduce that person to the worship leader, the worship pastor. And the worship pastor also have house rule of the department. For example, the person cannot join the worship team until he become a committed member. He joined a small group, show commitment to the care group leader, come to the music rehearsal practice for a few months to show commitment and faithfulness. You see, without a house rule, the church is going to be in 
big trouble, a lot of chaos, a lot of misunderstanding and heartaches. There must be biblical house rule in every local church so that there will not be any confusion and that the devil has no foothold in our midst. There should be clear departments of ministry and clear communication amongst the servant of God. Order, order, order. Order need communication. Order need clear departments, clear house rule. Example of departments, department of evangelism, pastoral department. Pastoral department have the responsibility to take care of the members in the pastoral care. The evangelism department take care of preaching the gospel, reaching out to the lost and the nations. Children department, youth department, worship department, administration department, media department. There are different departments so that everything will be done in order in the church. Have a clear direction who joined this department, who is the head of this department, what is the rule in that department, how they work together, communicate with one another. They have meetings, they communicate with one another with text messages or with lines or with email. They use all these things to communicate, to bring agreement, unity and order. And they learn how to submit to the head of the department and the head of the department submit to the senior pastor and the eldership team. You see, love is important. We need to build a community of love. And we also build a community that has divine order and submission and good administration. Every church, small or big, should practice these two principles. Thank you so much for listening. And I believe you will ask the Lord to give you wisdom how to practice love, how to build atmosphere of love, sincere love, agape love in your church. And also the Lord will give you direction to build the order, divine order in your church. Thank you for serving the Lord. Thank you for listening to this sharing and teaching. Thank you so much for loving Jesus. May the Lord anoint you, shower his wisdom, his grace, his favor, his resources, his goodness, his power to you. May he use you to build his kingdom, to expand his kingdom, to save souls, to make disciples, and to build the house of God in this generation. And you will train the next generation to grow up and to carry the baton to more and more generations to come. Thank you, Father. Bless them indeed. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. I will see you in other teachings. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.